Broadcasting live from the Gigantic, you're listening to episode three of Zero Context. I'm Nate, joined as always by Axe. Hi. And we are continuing our playthrough of 999 with the Axe ending. Axe, how did your name shake hold up for you on this playthrough? Um, fine. Uh, I'm, uh, it's it's funny to be the person who's played the game um, to say this, but um, a little underwhelming. Um, I thought I thought we'd have a bit more going on in terms of new information, but instead we got a crazy, crazy, creepy little girl. Love that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, this ending has a lot of stuff happening, um, but most of it doesn't actually tell us anything uh, too new. Yeah, really interesting character moments, mm-hmm. um, I think, happening. But in terms of solving the mystery, <laughs> in terms of solving the mystery and approaching uh, running out of bat, like bad ends that are supposed to set up the all the information to solve, <laughs> supposedly solve the mystery, um, not much more information given, I think, um, which is uh, surprising for me. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think also one of the things that really stood out to be uh, we talked about the skip mechanic last episode, but playing it again, and this time we're skipping like through an entire extra door um, than last time, and replaying puzzles is just how how quickly uh, all of that part of the game went. We only had one fewer door this route than last time. Uh, we had two doors instead of three, but it felt significantly like shorter. The, the intensity of feeling like I'm in the um the Sherlock Mind Palace scene um goes <laughs> goes up way more when I'm zooming through a puzzle and just like doing it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did not I did not get owned by the slot machine this time. Mm-hmm. I I did feel like it might be worth to quickly talk about this because we didn't mention it last episode. But um, even though you can skip through dialogue, you still have to play any puzzles that you come across in the doors normally all of the escape room sections which i was initially kind of dreading uh, because it seemed like it was going to be quite a chore and now is actually i think actually the sherlock mind palace uh, comparison is not too far off uh because i am finding that i'm like the, the puzzles are sticking with me more than i thought they would well you're accessing it through the morphogenetic field name I mean, you say that, but it's very, it's very, it's goofy, but it does also feel like if, if there's like, uh, like a through line in this game about like accessing memories of people that came before you or like a collective knowledge, the, the fact that you are forced to replay puzzles that you already know the solution to, (laughs) it's like, it's like just, it's a fun, like mechanical reinforcement of a very goofy theme that I didn't think would work for me, um, but it's actually, I'm actually having uh, probably more fun with a lot of these puzzles <laughs> the second time through um, than I did the first time. Like the casino puzzle, miserable puzzle the first time, just super boring. Uh, when I know all the solutions and can just power through in like two minutes, it's like, oh, wow, that's cool. It's maybe the best part of, of the game. Just like, <laughs> like, feeling like a gigantic brain genius doing the pu- doing the puzzle you just did like like a week ago. Mhm. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's also 
the the way that we are playing this game and like structuring it out in time specifically is maybe contributing to that a little bit because maybe if i was to to you know immediately start playing the next route uh, afterwards um it wouldn't hit as much but there's like just enough time between solving the puzzle originally and coming back to it that it's like it, it it's it's like i'm solving it for the first time again well i think i think the way the game branches um right like th- thinking of like someone not playing this game spaced out in the way that we are mm-hmm. um the way the game branches like you're gonna be like oh i just got murdered in that ending i better do something dramatically different right you're actually going to do exactly what we're doing you're gonna you're gonna do the most drastically different root choice and then branch out from there mm-hmm. um so like you will you will probably come to a an early, a puzzle you did early on inevitably have to return to it but later than the ones that you came to second right like like you you because you want to be like oh i don't want to get knifed so i'm gonna go here instead and then you do something different and then you're not gonna come back to that one for a while you know Hmm. that makes sense it's so funny anytime you describe this game as like from the position of like trying not to die rather than like just seeing all the endings because it's, it's just that that mode of engaging with the game is just completely absent because we have this like super route routed out uh like pre-planned way to play so like i'm not thinking it's also like a franchise that that follows this <laughs> in a way that like this just was a game on the ds and was like survive the death game well yeah but even just even just in terms of of the individual game like thinking about it as oh i don't want to die in this game is just i don't know it, it's just it's an interesting i guess more more self-insert kind of way to to approach the the puzzle that you are solving rather than i am like slowly unlocking more pieces of of information i don't know it's just something that stood out to me uh because it's just it's it's completely absent (laughs) from from my my way of engaging with this but does seem maybe from what i've read on on like forums and stuff uh more in line with how how people approached it you want to win the game speaking of winning the game we have we have yeah we have a bit of a a shorter uh route this time so what do you say we just did go ahead and dive into uh the first part of the summary uh we join up with our nonary victims after the events of the prologue and the five door junpei's escape from a flooding room zero's monologue the first class cabin the casino the search for the red batteries and snake's disappearance occur as before uh, we've only spent time with Seven and Snake in the escape rooms, and then with June during the two searches around the hospital area at this point. Santa gives the rundown on how June and Junpei can't go through any of the doors together due to the group's digital roots, but instead of ruining everything like last time, Junpei chooses peace with the eighth door. Santa and Clover also can't go through a door together, so Santa opts for the Seven door. This leaves us with Lotus, Clover, and Junpei going through the eighth door, while Seven and June accompany Santa in the Seven door. After June and Junpei dramatically hold up both groups by staring at each other, the eight-door group proceeds to verify they're dead without much issue. The trio, nursing tension from Clover's unease, find themselves in a laboratory observation room at the end of some length of hallway. Junpei tries to give a generic teamwork rally, but Clover is not in the mood and tells him off. She begins to storm away to the interior observation room, but finds herself separated from Junpei and Lotus when iron doors bars come down and block the door. The two groups pass information and items between the bars to explore the lab. 
Eventually, they're led to a computer monitor they must power on. Lotus takes a seat to reveal her programming and cybersecurity prowess while taking the opportunity to clown on Junpei. After explaining how wireless monitors work, Lotus goes on to express sympathy for cavemen like Junpei, thinking that the monitor is the computer. If you shut off or break it, then any calculations would cease. Therefore, the monitor is the computer. She continues to wax poetic about how the human brain could be no different from the wireless monitor. Hiccups in memory like Seven's amnesia or conditions like prosopagnosia, the inability to recognize phases, could be explained by the brain having bad connections to certain parts of the main brain elsewhere. This is, of course, all disingenuous theorizing, thrown out to distract a bored lotus while she does some tits-out super hacking. They overload the electricity in the observation room after cracking the computer, enabling Clover to rejoin as they escape. We make our break to the hallway and we join the rest of the cast back in the hospital room. So there's a couple big things in this in this room that that I want to hit on. I think this has one of the most interesting structures of a puzzle or like it's a type of puzzle we haven't seen before to where like the characters are forced to separate rather than like doing some sort of arbitrary split up and look for clues Scooby-Doo style approach. With with Clover obviously stuck in the examination room, uh, and and Junpei and, and Lotus just bumbling around in a control panel. I, I I really love how this puzzle kind of forces a collaboration. That I think I think for a lot of these puzzles, it feels like Junpei is kind of running the show, and he's just like other people are just interjecting when they see some random. Thing that he's interacting with and there's like hey let me tell you about the, the titanic or, or or mummies or whatever um and junpei is kind of doing all the puzzle solving but in this room it's like kind of a that is like baked into the the solve to where junpei is like collaborating with clover in the room to like look for stuff um and you kind of only have one angle of it so you can't explore it super well I found I found that all just kind of very satisfying the the back and forth with them. Um, though I do wish it was more developed. I was disappointed when uh, this room is actually very small. It initially looked like there was going to be more going on in the examination room. Yeah, the, I think the duration of really all of the puzzles after the the sequence of doors you did with the knife route i think i think like the lack of duration um there really undercuts of possibility space for character interaction and development um because that's where most of right now that we're like skipping through like basically everything that is in a puzzle um like really all the time that we're spending with the characters is in the the, the, the puzzle rooms mm-hmm. Yeah, it's quite a dramatic shift in in how long the puzzles are. Like probably like half as long as every puzzle in the knife route. Some of which even had multiple rooms attached, and it didn't really like we talked a bit about it last episode about how short the the five door was, um, and how nothing really happens in them. But that's also just basically the the length of every puzzle outside of of like the initial route which is very interesting in terms of like structuring this game to to like front load most of the longer puzzles in the game and then everything else just kind of like it, it, it's almost just like a like a blip in the 
in the larger narrative rather than like a big like meaty moment that you'll like get to get to unwrap a lot of stuff yeah i think part of me likes the idea of the uh the experiment room the observation room i forget what it's called part of me likes how few steps there actually are before and after the the little scene where lotus is hacking Mm. um as like a way to express like urgency right like being able to scale time relative to how much space you can actually like um move between um but it it just like doesn't actually do anything like clover gets cut off and then like suddenly she's compliant and then and then like the fact that she's like coerced by like the system of the game to being compliant when she was just like uh trying to express displeasure with people she think she may or may not think murdered her brother Mm -hmm. um or like did something to him um just doesn't go anywhere right now yeah um it's also like a really weird like dissonance between like the stock character sprites and like the scenes that follow and precede it because like in all of (laughs) all of her interactions with junpei in this scene she's like has this huge smile on her face and is just like super like it's it's the the clover from before her her brother disappeared and and it's it's not commented upon at all that like she was trying to run away from you basically it's it's very strange the like the shift it did stand out to me it's just like why is she why is she being like so nice now i i do think it is interesting that there's so little to explore in like the top part with junpei that is maybe what stood out to me the most is that it felt like you really like most of the stuff to interact with was in the in the observation room that kind of like starts to fall apart once you discover that you have to basically just turn on the computer to solve the puzzle um but like initially when i when i like was landed in the room i was like oh there's like nothing up here it's just like some some lockers i can't do anything with and like a bunch of monitors and uh there is a very funny moment or like not funny but like strange to me for what follows right after it of where you're interacting with a stack of like computer equipment and the lotus says that she can she knows how to use one thing which is a power cord and this is then almost immediately followed by her revealing that she worked in a cybersecurity company and is like a super hacker but also doesn't know what any of the technology here is I, I don't know if I'm missing like some explanation for that or Um, I mean I think of that as like Lotus being a guarded person hmm. and just like not disclosing information. Like right, like like we, we get a lot like like we get a lot of Lotus as a character, but we don't get like a lot of Lotus like disclosing things except until that scene um that we saw in the sub ending where she's like strapped to the chair and seven reveals that he saved her kids. Hmm. Right, we don't we don't she doesn't actually she's she's like very much a character who is like being disingenuous right like at all times and like the when it when it plays into her like per, like right like i i think if we got this all the time where like where like she's clearly like bimboifying herself for like like social like 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 kind of situational leverage mm-hmm. um like 
I I think that I think this character would be like um a more interesting uh character to to sit with. Um, mm-hmm. But it just it just never expressed right right because like because if, if we did this first, like you get this like really great one two punch of her being like. I don't know what a power cord is, and then being like, like, all right, <laughs> I guess I'll do this. Yeah, you know, I'll write, a, um, I'll write a brute force hacking program on this terminal. Like, what if the first time we played this game, you hit door five, got no Lotus, um, saw her try to suggest you try to leave with everybody and like sneak out while you're looking for um, the the batteries or snake, and then you go straight to this room, and she's like, oh my god, you know. Like different character, mm-hmm. like immediately. Yeah, um, but then the rest of it doesn't support that. Yeah, and I I don't think the 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 game's understanding of Lotus is sophisticated enough to think of her, like, using like bimbifying herself for the sake of of like making herself seem less capable than she is. Like, it, it feels almost like accidental that that occurs in in some of these scenes. Because most of the time it feels like her being like the hot character, just inexplicably dressed in this like uh, harem outfit, is almost is is just like accidental. It's like secondary to anything that's going on. It's just like the the use of like weird jokes at her expense. I mean, I don't know if I'd call it accidental. Like, I I think I think that's like the intent. It's just not. I think it's just not delivered. Mm. Like right, like like you like like I I don't think there's any other way to misconstrue what sh- what like her character is supposed to like like if we took the scene in isolation. I think we're seeing we're just seeing a very different character expressed, and this one that we're seeing right now is just never ever rearticulated ever again <laughs> elsewhere. Right. I mean, because this scene in isolation is like, oh, she looks like like a hot girl but actually she's super smart which is like i i i don't think like a super like sophisticated character but also like i i don't think the game even rises to that level most of the time with the interactions with with lotus because i don't think it actually it, it doesn't position her in like her sexy outfit as being like a choice on her part really like I feel like the, the Lotus being like the sex object of the game is just like a it, it feels entirely separate from most of how she interacts um despite the fact that it's like impossible to ignore yeah I don't know I think I just I don't have any <laughs> th- I don't have I don't have anything like like I just think like we we we're getting the all of Lotus we got all of Lotus at once mm-hmm. it doesn't improve or go anywhere there's parts of i really like this is all we get this is all we're gonna get it's just gonna be this over and over again yeah um it's it's not gonna go anywhere it's not gonna hold anything lois doesn't get any big wins or important losses she just gets murked first <laughs> in that one ending you know it's extremely extremely disappointing because i will say the scene is very is very funny and i do like lotus in this scene ridiculous cg but the like actual hacking moment uh and the fact that she is once again just talking just the most ridiculous theories to junpei and then just like i made all that up yeah what if what if your brain was actually somewhere else and your brain the brain in your head 
um, was just fetching commands from it. Pretty, pretty weird. It's, it's, this might honestly be like one of the, like the most like galaxy brain level, like <laughs> series that the game has, has, has delivered yet. It's, it's really good because it's grounded in nothing. Mm-hmm. It's grounded in zero. I like, she's not like, here's this book that was actually written by a person or here's like, um, this thing that happened in my backstory. No. What if, what if the computer was the monitor? What if that was real? Mm-hmm. It's it's grounded in Junpei being incredibly naive and Lotus liking <laughs> to fuck with him. And then okay, so and then there's also um there was an interesting line in this that I pulled out uh where after Lotus basically solves the puzzle for them by writing the password manager hacker, Junpei is like thinking to himself, like, you know, if Lotus wasn't here we'd probably all be stuck here. Like I shouldn't rely on people so much. And then tells himself that he, from that moment on, he's not going to rely on anyone else, which felt kind of to me, like it was trying to, or like was slotting in with sort of the conclusion that we got in our, on the knife ending towards Junpei is basically talking about how like, you know, we would just assume we couldn't trust each other and there'd only be one door and then we'd all be ashamed at like the outcome that happened because we like fought each other to get through. Um, and in this scene, Junpei is basically like, I can't, I shouldn't rely on anyone. Like I can't trust them. Like I just need to do everything myself. Um, sort of setting up that like reversal to where he like sort of comes around to, to realizing that he needs to trust people. It's like maybe like a, a tenuous through line. Um, trying to trying to like map the the desk game morals um which i i think we'll probably finally get some some bigger picture ideas of next route but did feel sort of 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 the same kind of like you know the the real reason that we're all that we're all so fucked up is that we don't trust each other anymore and if we just trusted each other everything be fine i i've always read this as just like self-degrading visual novel protagonists Hmm. kind of thought just like oh i couldn't i couldn't have i'm I'm poking my fingers together um (laughs) like i'm shy i couldn't have done this puzzle by myself because i don't know how to super hack Hmm. um that's how i've always thought of that line how i I think how i had engaged with that line this time i mean maybe i feel like because like how would anyone else have gotten through this puzzle yeah i mean i i don't know it's 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 a strange puzzle in that it requires like specific external knowledge like to a degree that none of the other puzzles do like i I think you can do the math such that um you could see that only that lotus would always have to go through this door Hmm. given what happens i I think i think if, if you assume taking out ace and snake and the nine man and then assume that they're not leaving anybody behind. I think Lotus always has to go on that door. I believe that maths out. I mean, I believe you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that that like. You don't have your digital root calculator on you. Well, I don't know that that really like. If if that tells me much more. In ter- That's not an answer to that. No, because no. I mean, it's like. I mean, I mean, if we if we want to assume that the zero is playing like four-dimensional chess at that level to where specific people would die and that's how the that the math would work out and that's how the the puzzles would map but 
I don't I don't feel like Junpei has that kind of like self-deprecating voice for like other parts of the game. And like this was like I I don't know. I mean it it is like a a, th- a thin line so it could be inconsequential but I feel like I feel like it maps like to the sort of ending dialogue that we get with the from the knife door of like distrust of other people and like the need to rely on people to like get out of this game being kind of the overarching theme of it at least in in terms of the endings we've seen so far and how like the the distrust is what sort of causes everything to to unwind itself seemingly needlessly I just, I don't know. I think I, I, I have a hard time with this. One, because I haven't seen the end of the game um, in some time. Um, <laughs> and, and two, because uh, I, I just like, I just like don't think the characters spend enough time with each other in each route to like think through the lens of like whether or not they've established trust with complete strangers. Oh, no. I'm... And whether or not that was like. I, I mean, in terms of like on the high level of like the the game like talking to the the audience about death games yeah i think the the register in which characters are trusting or not trusting each other is like far too simple next to the um like the sensation of like getting information and retaining information between routes and having that inform what is happening for me as a player it's just like it's just like it's just like inconsequential next to each other and it's it's not the thing i think is like in the game or at the forefront of the game i think i think that's my hang up with like trying to read this like moralizing yeah i mean i might a lot a lot of this like sort of is being informed by specifically the knife ending which to me felt like the most elaborate in terms of like talking about the game on the, on the, in the way that like a lot of death game media talks about itself of being like a a way to like solve societal problems, basically um, by forcing people to kill each other to find their true humanity. And that, and that does sort of fall away more as we go through the other routes I think we also just like don't get a picture of society. Well, yeah, there's like to 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 what society? What year is it? What year is it in the game? Well, I mean, you know? that's like... that's kind of the thing I'm saying is that like the the way that Junpei talks about it in the in the knife ending, and like specifically saying like people will be like ashamed of themselves, like feels very much in conversation with like you know like saw and stuff where it's like you're a bad person so you end up here. Um, and if you're good, you'll get out. But it, it are there not cops in Saw? Are, do they not? Do you not like cut out to like people investigating the murder games? Like, like I'm, I'm saying, like we literally don't see like any depiction of society at large in this game to have a thing. It's like the death game is allegorizing. Well, I, I'm saying like that's kind of feels like the 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 issue, I guess, of like. I don't, it feels like it gestures in that direction, but doesn't have like, th- it's not like supported by by anything. Otherwise, I don't know how what I am like meant to take away from Junpei talking about like the the discovery of the two nine doors, like 
I mean, I I could, I suppose, take it as just like a very compartmentalized, like this group of people in this one situation. And that is not meant to like have any larger meaning, but also it's like, it doesn't feel like the game is not aware of other death game media and like, so I'm, these are all like half half formed ideas because I'm trying to track this in like real time as I like get new information. So fully fully open to 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 being completely owned by the true reveal, but this is sort of like how how the death game feels like it's being personified in so, or like used as allegory so far insofar as it is at all as just kind of this very very loose moral device i think i have nothing else to say <laughs> about anything at or around door eight goodbye door eight all right in that case do you want to take us through door one yes discovery of the next set of doors snake's remains and the deliberation of zero's identity play out the same upon our return but the final door vote changes slightly when we select the one door, Santa demands to see Junpei's vote, which is, of course, the vote he read aloud. Our narration reveals to us that Junpei uh, was indeed fixing the results, with one choice in the pile and two others up his sleeve. Taken in by the deception, Santa is satisfied, and the teams break down as follows. Ace, Clover, and Junpei get their choice of the one door, while Santa, Jun, Seven, and Lotus default to the sixth door as the only possible option. The one door takes the trio directly into a navigation chart room. The three verify on the dead and split up to solve the puzzle. Just as is immediately, Ace comes back into the starting room to take advantage of a random dizzy spell Junpei experiences to expose the papers used to cheat in the prior vote. He doesn't do anything though and simply takes his leave after suggesting Junpei is trying to be alone with Clover to hit on her or something gross. Escaping the navigation room leads us up a hallway to the captain's quarters. The three hesitate to discuss whether or not this is where Zero may reside, before moving through a telegraph room to the quarters proper. A corpse, an axe, and a pool of blood are discovered all at once. Though the man is wearing a zero bracelet, the group silently agrees that the dead man in front of them couldn't possibly be zero, and proceeds with the investigation. A book of hieroglyphics is found, but as no one can decipher them, it is quickly forgotten. Clover, however, looks upon us eerily as we proceed. The group leaves the room and the false zero behind, but becomes separated. Junpei turns around to fetch Clover, only to find her leaving the room, clearly hiding things under her jacket, one of which is the axe from the prior room. Despite this, Junpei lets her duck away, and they rejoin with the cast below at the main staircase. So this room is really weird. I thought I would know more leaving this room than than I do. And I don't... I feel like I am... <laughs> I am confused by the character's responses to this room. Uh, I, I feel as confused by them as I do just the, the, the room and as a whole. So like immediately the, the biggest like strangest to me is that, you know, we find this body on the floor and, and everyone sort of just immediately, <laughs> immediately transitions away from the body into escape room mode and just like forgets about it on the floor like to my to my re- recollection you can't even like investigate the body no it's not in the 3d rendering yeah. of the room at all yeah and it's like it the 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 like 
scene it transitions from is just Junpei being like saying something like uh, I- I'm surprised it was that easy or something just like some some random line and then it like fades to black and and I almost thought that the, the the game was going to end there um, but then it does like the the electricity find a way out intro it's very strange it like much more so than when like when we discovered snake for instance like that was both like a constant in the room and also like characters were very clearly like messed up because of it and obviously some of that was because it was like a person they knew but the degree to which it was also more graphic to have an exploded body versus like a corpse with like a wound that was covered and they could just like flip it over to not have to see the wound I guess I still I feel like a body in general is still pretty pretty distressing like a dead body with like an a bloody axe laying next to it I mean after seeing the rest of the stuff this is also the route where Junpei has to walk through a puddle of a person cuz we went through the five door Yeah I mean that's true I mean they it could just be desensitization but if if I would still expect them to like comment upon it at all, like there's just there's just nothing in the game one way or another for me, um, and that's that's what feels weirdest because usually like pretty pretty much with, like with every door and with every like body they find, Junpei like has some comment about you know not getting used to it or remembering the ninth man getting blown up. Or, or just commenting on them being alive in some way or another. So the fact that it just is just pushed off screen so easily just was very surprising to me. I feel like at this point in time, in another route, Santa and Junpei have a whole conversation about like being exhausted and like exhaustion. Right. Um, that isn't like brought into the scene here. I mean, yeah, the other scene, they're like, yeah, it's, it's like kind of weird that we're not freaking out and like falling apart doing all this which was a great scene in that in that route um but there's nothing equivalent in in here so i don't know if we're just supposed to like connect the dots from varying routes to it to interpret him but it feels like i i i would have expected and liked there to be like even just a small amount of text being like junpei was surprised that it didn't phase him or something like that. I think the game has a lot of trust in a reader to like carry things, carry like emotional circumstances over to other emotional circumstances in the way that you're supposed to bring like logical information over from like having solved the puzzle already. But I don't, I don't think it like, you still need to put something there. You still need to, like, write something or, like, systematize that in a way um, to be like, hey, these these events are contemporary. Like, um, right, because, tech- cause, like, in, like, in, like, the flowchart version of this game, um, which, like, we, like, you can literally go look at if you play the port, um, th- this scene is parallel, um, happening at the same time in a, in a parallel conditions to the scene where to like the boiler room where like they're talking about being exhausted right like you you could extend that um the narrative conditions of the game and the or the systems of them aren't really af- affording that ever I think. yeah 
and I mean, well, I don't, I don't really agree that I think this game trusts you <laughs> that much because I feel like it's very, it's it's constantly reminding me of stuff, um, and like re trying to like make sure I there's no ambiguity, but I also just don't think the way that this game tends to present scenes like leads you to to like provide that extra information like it's it's very rarely like at all like being concise or or like cutting scenes short like it's usually very precise and and elaborate when it wants you to feel something or know a piece of information so scenes like this stand out to me more because i've sort of been primed to expect the additional information of how the game has been written up to this point. Do you feel like you've been handed like whole answers though? I think, I think, I think being thorough and modular about like insisting on information that is like purely information versus like being handed solutions to the right, right? Like I'm talking about trust. I'm talking about like, like trusting you to make inferences beyond the text given how it has been treating you up to this point um and i feel like i feel like the game still isn't is maybe maybe a bit strange and heavy-handed when like giving um the information that it's giving you um i don't i don't think it's like giving you an answer though or like told you think this about this situation I think with like rare exception, the ongoing monologue by Junpei at the bottom of the screen tends to fill in most of those gaps. Like it, it might not give me like big picture, like who's the killer sort of information. And, you know, I have some frustrations of like lapse in information that it, it, it gives in, in certain scenes before, but I don't feel like it usually that it usually expects me to read scenes as, you know, stuff happening off screen or like there being like some internal emotion that Junpei is feeling that he's not expressing immediately because he usually responds to everything just immediately on the bottom screen as, as it's happening or, or it's like a character moment. Like we saw in the, in the steam room where they're like, he like has a response and then everyone else is like, actually that's weird. Junpei, why would you say that? Like, I think this scene specifically, it's just the, what I would expect to happen is the, the monologue at the bottom of the screen of Junpei saying one way or another, I'm feeling like this or that. Not because like, I, I necessarily need that to understand what's happening in the scene, but because it it now it stands out as like a weird absence to me the gaps i'm filling in are not i don't feel like this is a, a, a something i actually need to solve on my own like this feels like just an, an omission of of an emotional beat in the text that should have been there like it just feels like there's just a missing scene there i think i think i'm just conditioned by by uh visual novels and this style of adventure game maybe to do that extension um i i I think uh, (laughs) i think a rational person would would come to this and be like well every second's being filled in um and like right because the imagination space of like 
this uh this kind of adventure game versus like an adventure game where you like physically move a, an avatar around space and you can like you can like invent or imagine that character doing something that isn't actually described because there's like a, a pictorial description mm-hmm. of what the scene um like not being able to do that here makes sense because we're reading text. We're reading text that's describing exactly what's happening <laughs> to our understanding. Um, I, I, I think I think maybe I just have one read things Uji Koshi's worked on before, and also like, um, I, I, I think I think adventure games and visual novels are constantly expecting this of you. Otherwise, you're gonna have a really bad time mm. to <laughs> to make extensions from other um, non directly li- non textually linked pieces of the game are there are there scenes in the game so far that you think are doing something similar i mean i think i think the whole form does this i think like the entirety of this like route based adventure game or visual novel is like if it's if it's working well it's like working in that space for me where it is like i i'm trying to call i'm like bringing in other right it's it's the multiverse but it's the multiverse of just this game that's kind of like the trajectory of activating these games like um like fate stay night um is a visual novel with like three pretty large routes um that don't really thematically reference each other because they go through like the same events um right this is a this is a, a visual novel about um like uh heroes of folklore being summoned by magicians in modern japan um they fight each other whatever um there's a lot about like the hero's journey that's kind of shitty in this game um that's like not really interesting and like it's also a weird teen sex comedy but like also um there's kind of like this evolution of the character's values that happen independent of each other in the three routes that like are posed in conversation with each other as if they were like a trilogy of three related books but also like they recount and remix the same circumstances with like the same characters in like different, slightly different arrangements. Right. Mm. Yeah. I guess it's just, this one scene just feels so, so small that it doesn't, to me, it doesn't like, it, it doesn't feel like it's asking me to do something. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, th- th- that's the other thing with this game is that it's like, it's really small mm-hmm. compared to the, the rest of the, the form of of um text adventure games and visual novels um out of japan is that those they're like very durational games like mm-hmm. you like are even in like um in like an adventure game you're like going to be like clicking through like nonsense of these char- of like characters just like just exchanging like small talk with each other for like for like many hours of the game and like and like that's i think that's like important and useful and like maddening also um and um like and we don't really get that here. I, th- I think this game leans a lot on the assumption that like you know what's up with like some kind of route based like text game or not, not even not even like a game with like delivered mostly through text, but like just like games with long long ish routes that like build on each other. Hmm. Yeah, and I and I think it does a good job in that in like the terms of the actual mystery that it's telling. I think it's maybe not as good at like carrying the emotional beats from route to route. It's maybe what I'm getting hung up on because I do feel like mm-hmm. like 
playing through each route and having like pieces of information fold into information that I learned in other routes is like very satisfying in the way that you want of like like a mystery like it is it is cool to learn a new bit of information that helps make sense of some weird thing that you saw before but I think in in general I am just like maybe just not as as bought into like the emotional beats of the characters as I am the 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 mystery that they're solving so a lot of that stuff is like feeling more isolated and like falling a bit flat for me when it's not as like well executed um because there are certain scenes that i think work for me but then a lot of them are just kind of like strange one-off conversations that i'm having in like a hallway or something and like they they all seem like very compartmentalized almost I guess they're helping me like understand these characters more, but 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 not really like I don't know. It's like it's like I'm 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 like seeing the same character like folded onto themselves. Like I'm getting like a stack, a, a very large stack of like the same playing card, rather than like a table. I'm I, I don't know what analogy I'm going for here, but um. <laughs> I mean I mean that's kind of what I was saying about Lotus before is that like mm-hmm. which to like to like her detriment like we we're just seeing different 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 disparate but like te- technically unrelated but like cumulative things about this character that like right like we are doing this with Lotus mm-hmm. just to like and just to like negative criticism though not to like <laughs> that's like an emotional beat of her character uh, i mean i mean we're doing that too because we both like this character and we spend so much time fucking talking about her um each 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 episode um and and none and really never about junpei i feel like uh, comparatively junpei is nothing junpei, junpei is a, he's not a character no um he's barely talking you know so i wish like, he would oh, talk less on door one <laughs> that's what he says he says he says door number and then and then ask silly questions about computer monitors honest honestly usually when you pays about to say something is is usually when this game has like some of its 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 grossest moments for me so i would be perfectly happy if he was like a silent character or just just did not comment yeah sorry i I lost my my train of thought lotus deserves better um is my (laughs) take away from all of this that's the second room we go to, though. Um, that's the captain's quarters. Um, any any thoughts about the navigation room? Isn't that a or the chart? It's the charts room. If you save there, it's it's just called charts room. Yeah. So this, I mean, I almost forgot about it because it was like I. This is this is maybe um, this is maybe me like showing my ass to where i i i don't remember things unless i'm upset about them it seems like in this game specifically mm-hmm. uh when when the game is just chugging along nicely and i'm having a good time doesn't doesn't activate any like critical thought in my brain but as soon as something shitty comes up i'm just like i need to make a note of this i need to complain about this for 30 minutes it sounds like it sounds like you don't solve the murderer before you finish reading a mystery book no, yeah, in general, that's fine. No, I don't. I I, gen- <laughs> I I generally don't do that. I I read I read all of Umineko. I did not stop and take notes that whole time. Like, no, thank you. I think okay. If I could have a quick sidebar, I feel like there is a certain type of engagement with mystery 
media and with puzzle box TV shows, especially to where like a big part of how people enjoy those works and engage with them is by trying to basically figure out what's going to happen before it happens on screen. And that is just a way of engagement that I've just never that is just not resonate resonated with me. Like that's just not a mode that I get into with like really any media that I can think of. Like I remember watching lost and like figuring out what happens at the end of Lost is just not interesting to me at all. Like I just don't engaging with it on that, on that vector just doesn't concern me. Um, I'm much more interested in like almost like, I, I feel like I would almost be just as happy if like, every mystery just started at the very end and showed me what was ha- what happened and then I could just watch the mystery and see how all the different pieces fold in because um, that to me is the actual satisfaction is, is seeing the different things layer in on each other and like the the ways that things are are hinted at beforehand like 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 almost like just like a craft level my ability to like understand or like predict what is going to happen is just not not anywhere in the equation as far as like whether or not I enjoy these kinds of work. Yeah, I, I think I think this game is like very strictly in the puzzle box media um camp and not actually in like a mystery novel mm-hmm. camp, which I like um like which is like which is like a different thing and um I I I'd say like a lot of the mystery novel is actually designed around you reading up to a certain point hopping through all the logical steps and then like dealing with like a turn mm. in the narrative circumstance. And like, there, there's actually like feedback in like an Agatha, like, like a, like a solid Agatha Christie novel where like, if you tried solving the puzzle up to that point with the information given, um, and then like a narrative event happens, like there is like a different articulation of that narr- narrative event to you. If you've done all of the, lo- like the logical guesswork mm. up to that point correctly. Um, which like, I think like, the puzzle box media object like does occasionally like that doesn't not happen but it's also like not it, it seems it feels to not be the point it feels mm-hmm. like i am meant to feel I, i'm like constantly being made to feel like i am missing information yeah um and i think i think this is one of the things this is the like puzzle box things that like does it well i am like excited to be missing information mm-hmm. and like it is fun and i don't feel like particularly clowned on when like i didn't do the like i didn't do all possible digital root combinations for like a certain step like i'm like no that's that's silly this game this game gave me a calculator to do that like of course it's not a thing someone would just like think to do mm-hmm. yeah i mean to, to to some degree i feel like the like the point of a puzzle box media is just to have those twists and like to just to be along for the the surprising reveals yeah it's it's a spectacle this maybe gets a little different when it's like an ongoing show or or something where it's like actively engaging with like the fan community which is just lost was about spectacle too (laughs) yeah but but like the i i think i'm maybe thinking specifically of of shit like homestuck honestly uh which is a cursed box also about spectacle yeah um (laughs) But like, like an explicit, like engaging with the fan, like theories, and then trying to like yeah. t- t- circumvent them, basically. 
Well, Homestuck starts like two years. Two. When does Homestuck start? Twenty. I think twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. Think so. Yeah. So two years after this. Yeah. I think this is like in the sweet spot to where that form has not become so saturated to just be like all television. Like this isn't. I don't think loss has ended at the time of this. Absolutely not. And it's still kind of like a novel. Like the experience of watching Lost is still like kind of a novel type of television show. Um, and I think this slots in nicely in terms of like just a piece of media where it's fun to to be in the dark for like 99% of the time. Because um, I'm also like having, uh, despite my uh, my composure on this podcast, I'm having a, a good time uh, not understanding most of this game. Um Excited to be be uh, seen as very silly when I finally understand what's going on, but yeah, I guess that that whole tangent was just to like I guess try and give some context to like how I am playing this game and like reading it, which is to say I'm not I'm not actually I'm not trying to to solve the puzzle. Um, uh, I think like on like the first episode or something, you were like asking me like who do you like. Do you have any thoughts about who Zero is or who betrayed the Ninth Man? It's like, no, head head empty, not not concerned with any of that right now. I'm sure. Well, I made you. Well, I made you make right right nine. Oh, well, you did right nine. You didn't make. Yeah, you 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 said if I wanted to make any called shots, I could, and then I I I decided to, to write nine of them, even though I didn't have that many at the start. <laughs> um, and I found I found some so. Did you did you mean did you mean I so I haven't read these yet. Um did you mean to write nine? Did you like ex- <laughs> did you like extend uh, half baked thoughts so you'd have nine of them or or they just happened to end up with nine? No, no, no. I I I set out to write I had like two okay, thoughts. Okay. I had like two thoughts at the start where you're like if you want to make called so I don't know if we even want to keep any of this in before we'll the do it end. later. We'll, we'll um, get to our we'll yeah. get to our nine hours, nine person, yeah, nine yeah, yeah. doors, nine predictions from Nate Kiernan. Yeah, segment. Yeah, later. We'll, we'll, little spoiler in the middle of the podcast or teaser. That's the word. But yeah, circling back to this fucking chart room. Uh, I really like this puzzle. Like, it's not like it's basically just read a thing and recite the information that you read. Like, put it into another interface. Um, which I think have been some of the most enjoyable puzzles for me in this game. Like ones where it's just, just put some information into this little mini game. Like I really like the pegs puzzle, like the, and the, like the magic squares and stuff in the, um, mm-hmm. cargo hole. Cargo yeah. And this is a little, a little less like, this is j- literally just the, the, you find a chart in the room and it has all the information on it and you just need to like take a note of that. Um, and then put the information in in the same order in like a couple of different interfaces so like one of them is you have directions that you need to to put into uh like a steering wheel by turning it left or right and those dire- helm because we're in a ship oh it's yes like okay a, like a captain's wheel okay yeah you're you're doing the the ace move on me um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh and then there's another one that's like putting in. I forget actually what you put into the. It's the speeds. The speeds. Um, okay. It's the well. It's it's the commands of speeds. Um. So the actual mechanism that it is because this is um supposedly a replica of the Titanic. Um. Is a is a machine that 
um, expresses commands of what speed the ship's supposed to run to a person who would then be in the engine room, mm-hmm. who would then convey that to the staff operating the engine. Um, so you'd be like, so so we're uh, we're like moving a uh, kind of like lever that's over uh, a dial where you can do like full half slow dead stop mm-hmm. um and you're doing a sequence of those relative to like a a a path a, a charted course that um a ship in one of the chart room documents has actually taken mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's just it's just a satisfying puzzle to solve because it's just like there's just enough steps to where it's very easy to like make a mistake um and it's mm-hmm. hard to tell initially, like if you've just the way that you entered it, if it's if it's right before it uh, finally says, "Yeah, you got it." Um, it's just it's just a satisfying puzzle to solve. I like the like the interface to actually put in the different solutions. Um, were all pretty satisfying to me. Like, there's the steering wheel, there's the the lever, and then there's like a panel of different. Um, times like on the wall or maybe the times just show you the times update after you've done the speeds correctly and then ace ace gets like weird and grabby with junpei again to take the pocket watch back um and sets it to the just the correct time because there's only one time showing left on the uh on the arrivals and departures board Mm -hmm. yeah it's also fun there's like a there's like a mirrored navigation room opposite the like so you you enter in run run room where the charts are and then you go into like the actual um like um deck is it a deck command deck i think so yeah that's that's (laughs) sci-fi that's that's a sci-fi expression but where the where the helm is um there's like an outer room that also has a different captain's wheel and there's like this like strange mirrored oval room there and it's like it's just very odd it it doesn't seem like a real um ship room when like everything else has seemed kind of like true to form Mm -hmm. to like what would be in a ship or or maybe it is maybe i'm just so disconnected from what (laughs) a ship um command room would look like yeah i don't know you haven't been to uh tennessee's famous titanic museum where you get to larp as one of the people aboard the titanic and then at the end you learn if you live or die yeah in tennessee there's a giant titanic museum where my my jaw is dropped why you're not touching water yeah but we have we have a tourist town here that is just a bunch of extremely gaudy tourist attractions which are just like you're not touching water doesn't matter it's a boat boat's just sitting on land it's a boat that went in the ocean. Doesn't matter. Truly, the what most fucked up. Truly, place. the most fucked up part about it is that you're just you're literally playing as real people, and then it's like, oh yeah, you you lived, you died. Um, That's fine. That part's fine. Yeah. Um, it's right next to like a giant true crime museum, so you know you get all all the hits. Mm. Um, the Jukoshi would like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe he's gone there already. Maybe. <laughs> um I'll, I'll write him i'll write him and i'll send him the podcast yeah say so it's like you know it's every, everything you need it's inspiration for your for your next game um mm-hmm. but yeah also i see so puzzle was really good um this room is where i really started just 
to realize that I don't know who the fuck Ace is. Like, I don't know anything about this character. Um, and it didn't really stand out to me until I got to this point. And he, it was unclear to me if Junpei was just having a moment or if Ace had like, initially what I thought, um, honestly, before reading your summary was that Ace had like somehow found another syringe of, of whatever serum he had. Soporil. Yeah. Um, and like had injected Junpei with it to like paralyze him briefly. I don't know if that's actually what happened. I have no idea what happens here. Um, Junpei remarks on feeling dizzy suddenly. Um, this only happens um, under the current conditions that we're coming to this room also. Um, if, if we're going to come back to this room under different circumstances and um, this won't happen. <laughs> um, okay. Or maybe, maybe, maybe it happens afterwards. I forget. Um, but like... Uh, you 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 can't not have this happen. There is there, so there's a there's a choice before Ace kind of pokes at Junpei and reveals that he caught him cheating. Um, it doesn't matter what you pick currently. <laughs> the same thing happens either way. But um, yeah, I have no idea what that disease spell is. Um, not currently. I think I've I've an inkling of what it might be. Um, but it it's not like a thing that you missed. Okay. Well, yeah, I just I just couldn't even tell because he mentions like having like a sharp pain or something. Which is why I thought maybe he got somehow somehow he got secretly injected or something. I don't I just know. I don't think an anesthetic would do that to you. I don't know what I don't know what anesthetics in this game do to anybody. Um You wouldn't like feel you wouldn't you wouldn't have a headache. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Anyway, uh this the scene with Ace was you know, was strange to me. Po- pointless. <laughs> it's pointless, but it's also like through this whole door, he's like way more like aggressive in being like a leader role than he was in the other door that you were there with him in. Um, the uh, what is that? The sixth door, I think. Um, the steam room. Yes, because he's in there, and he's usually he's like for that whole route, he's pretty passive and even like hands off basically sits out the cargo room yeah he just he doesn't really engage at all and in this room he's like grabbing stuff out of junpei's pockets and like solving the puzzle for him um which was just like a like a surprising turn and it's really just made me (laughs) it occurred to me that i i i don't like i have a pretty like general picture of the other characters like most of them we've gotten some sort of backstory for or they've had like a a one-off moment with Junpei to where they've sort of like opened up and Ace is still like the biggest mystery to me in terms of just like how he fits into any of this which is surprising to surprising to me um at this point in the run I guess Maybe I missed. Yeah, I I have like JRPG point of no return due in terms of making guesses about the mystery. So yes, it is weird. It is weird how like to the side his characterization mm-hmm. has kind of been because like we don't we don't know more about Santa as like a person in the world, but like he's pretty formed in terms of like a personality. Yeah, he's like a character in the plot, and yeah. and Ace is just kind of like another body like Mm -hmm. he's he's got like a bit of like 
a like uh i don't know like kind of stoic like older person like being gestured at but it's not really defined in the way that like everyone else is like i i understand like who you are as a character in this story i don't understand ace really or i maybe i thought i did uh and <laughs> this scene sort of upends that um in a way that i'm like back in the dark so yeah it was very it was very odd to be i don't dislike this like turn for ace i think him being more more of a s sort of sinister uh and calculating character makes sense with some of the information we've had before um but it still doesn't like there's still not really more about him as a person for me to chew on in the way that like even with Santa we get like the the two Santas nonsense or whatever um <laughs> there's still there's a bit there so that was just surprising to me what do you think of the captain's quarters puzzle did you get the uh, did you did you realize to convert the zero to uh a base number on your own <laughs> or the the not the zero um the the Z, I guess the Z is the only one that isn't handed to you technically. Oh yeah, so yeah, so this puzzle is there's a door that you have to open by entering eight numbers, and then on a bunch of TV screens parallel to the door with a with like a camcorder pointing at it, uh, is on the top screen is the view from the camcorder pointing at the door with the lock, and then below it are four TV screens that each have uh letter on them and then red left to right it says zero and to solve this puzzle you have to convert the letters into base 10 it it was fine i guess it was the least interesting of these enter information you have to enter elsewhere puzzles that we've had in this in this room nate, nate has lifted his cat with one hand off of his desk um maybe um more than nine times you could say yeah uh she really wants to get through through the door wants to get out of the desk game so yeah this puzzle was fine i honestly it 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 felt kind of insubstantial compared to like the events of that room like it didn't really res like I kind of was just moving on from it after like I wanted to know more about the body on the floor and all of that. I didn't really care about this puzzle. I also felt like there maybe would be more happening with the video cameras. Like maybe you would see some of the other characters on them or something like that. But it's just it's just sort of the puzzle. Um I guess we get the the, the pseudo clue of like Zero could have been watching them from throughout the the game, but it's not. Yeah, who's this old man? <laughs> no, it's Zero. It's Zero. He's on the floor. He's dead. Um, isn't it hilarious having no idea who this man is and just <laughs> having to move on from it? <laughs> this is like this is the this is the most in this game so far that I've just, I wanted the characters to turn around and just investigate a little bit more. Cause it is, it is just very strange. It, we're just, we're just at the door. There was a 10th person. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know what to do with this man on the floor. 
Um, him the the having an actual zero bracelet is kind of interesting in terms of of the concept of digital roots, which we'll get into, I guess maybe just a little bit more with uh, when we get to the ending. But I don't know what to actually do with this this random other character who is dead, and <laughs> nobody else seems all that concerned about him either. Did you take any digital roots? Take do did I did, you do any... did I do any digital routes? Yeah. Like in... take the digital route of zero. I, I I don't I don't think I understand what you're what you're asking of me because the digital route of uh when when you had to convert right uh, so in this puzzle we had to convert um z e r o in their relative in like base twenty six base sixteen base like. 12, 14, or base 16, whatever. They're all in the different base counting systems. You have to convert them to base 10 numbers mm-hmm. and then input that as the puzzle. You, you've converted zero written as in zero, the person who kept us, ca- who, who is running the game to a string of numbers. And what do we do with strings of numbers in this game? Yeah, whatever you're just reading out, I definitely didn't do. I, I... <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, so there's like there's like a, there's like a numbered combination mm-hmm. of numbers that we can put um that we put into a a lock right to solve, but it is also a numeralization of the antagonist zero. And if you take a digital route of that, that'll give you one number. And the characters in this game are numbers. Oh. Yeah, no, I did not do that. Um It's a red herring room. It's not a big it's not a big deal. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's 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 a red I mean the room itself, like it, like obviously the game wouldn't even even at that level wouldn't just hand you who zero is. Um do you want me to just disclose who the digital route points to? Who does it point to? It comes out to one. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that would be Honestly, I feel like I went down this nonsense hole when I was doing like way back in like our prologue episode or like episode 1 or whenever mm. when I was doing numerology nonsense and trying to to map the the characters names and and words um together. Uh I am honestly glad that that's not how the solution works because that would be both really goofy and kind of disappointing that it's just sitting right in front of me like that there's like there's like a funnier (laughs) it's like it's like a funnier um puzzle box galaxy brain conclusion that you have to make that is still (laughs) it's still math but like we're gonna be we're gonna get there and you'd be like who the fuck would think of that (laughs) it'll be great okay well that's Um, that's what i that's what i'm hoping for Yes. Um, okay. We've gotten wildly <laughs> off, maybe. I don't have anything else for Dora 1, well, if you don't. Uh, I wanted to... So, this kind of... We didn't include in the summary, because it's just kind of like a, a incidental dialogue, but um, this time around, when you're doing the exploration before you do the vote, um, and June and Junpei go to explore what they discover is the two door and they have to go down an elevator. There's a dialogue that you can choose. That's basically June is scared to go into the elevator and then Junpei 
can either respond, oh, she's scared because, you know, going down into the flooded rooms, the it might be flooded down there and they might drown. Or you can choose, oh, it's probably because she doesn't want to be in the close quarters of a dude. Um, and if you choose that, you get this very extended sex joke between June and Junpei to where June is describing drowning and Junpei thinks that she's talking about having sex specifically oral sex because there's like a bit about like um like getting wet that Junpei's like huh about like what it's very the 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 degree in which this zooms in is so pointless there's a couple of reasons I wanted to bring this up firstly is because most of it is just really weird and gross but uh in in the in the sort of ways that most of the interactions with Junpei and, and women in this game are gross um there is a very it, it is maybe one of my favorite character moments of characterization for Junpei though in terms of his constant naivety to where June makes a reference like there's like a psychological response to where you'll be forced to like swallow or something like that where Junpei is basically freaking out because he thinks he's going to get to have to to swallow cum it's how I, I interpreted it anyway um and then he's like well you know maybe I've had it wrong this whole time maybe that is really how it works which is very funny to me in terms of Junpei just believing everything at face value immediately um with very little little contestion uh otherwise the scene is is just kind of miserable um and way longer than i expected it to be but also it is it is sort of where i started to wonder more about like what is the point of this romance that is like constantly being asserted in the game but is not really developed meaningfully like most of the relationship that we get is implied due to june and junpei knowing each other from like middle school i think yeah because that would track with like nine years they hadn't seen each other but then after that it's sort of just like a assumed thing like like them being together is just sort of locked in uh and is like sort of centered as like the emotional beat of different th- scenes or like endings especially um with like the sub ending where we have that long scene where June is dying in his arms. Um, in this ending, he's like specifically concerned about June, uh, which we'll get to. And then him sort of being excited about escaping with June is like the, the death flag basically for him in, in the, in the knife ending. And it's like this constant thing, but it, it, feels more and more strange to me that it's like a factor in this game i've been trying to sort of work through like like what the the romance is doing in terms of like both providing junpei any character but also like sort of shaping a lot of the interactions and like points of conflict in this game yeah and it i I think sometimes it feels like in a holdover or an obligation of the form mm-hmm. um to have this like uh sex comedy thing <laughs> propelling the plot <laughs> in some ways um I, I i do kind of like i don't think about junpei as like a naive character mm-hmm. i i do i do like that like somehow 
getting laid is is still like the carrot on a stick propelling him through this death game where he's yeah. like walked through multiple people's exploded bodies um and i i, th- I think like that it's not not odd like like i think i think it's like it it, it is it does feel sudden like the the score changes when like a lot of these scenes happen mm. with June and Junpei, right? Like it, it it is like this strange and like explicitly out of place turn. Um, I think is like another way of reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I, th- I think both are true. I think it's like mixed each time. Um, I think I think I think I like it the least in the sub ending. I think it just like played straight there, where like she's like, stay with me, bleh, and then like dies. You know, like. Like that that's like an interesting that's that's the weird thing because like sometimes like with like the rabbit scene that we saw in the last episode, like sometimes it's this extremely like dark comedy level like at, on the face of it completely absurd situation that's happening like they're talking about falling in love basically over uh, the massacres of their school rabbits while a dude's remains are literally right behind them. But most of the time, it just feels like the assumed, like, like there needs to be a romance for, like, the player character to have a character to basically look out for, in a way. Like, like it, it is, like, uh, sort of wedging in, like, the, the, of the cast, like, the person that the player is meant to, like, try and make sure doesn't die, it feels like. Because, like, her, like, whether or not she lives tends to be, like, the, like, sort of, like, the mic dropper, like, the second foot coming down for, like, a lot of these scenes, like, in a way that the other characters aren't as emphasized, I don't feel like. Like, obviously, when they find Snake, it's, like, upsetting because the dude got blown up, but it's not prevented, presented as, like, a singular tragedy to Junpei, our player protagonist, in the way that, like even just separating with June for a scene is like this big dramatic ordeal that they have to do, which feels like it's meant to like extend out to the player to like, like from like an extension of like dating Sims and other visual novels with more character-based routes. Yeah. I mean this, um, this develops all the way till credits roll. We'll, we'll have to <laughs> continue litigating this romance plot. Yeah. Um, I will say at this point, it's probably one of like the least interesting character dynamic to me, like mostly just because both June and Junpei aren't really characters to me. Like, I think I I think this dynamic like blows up in okay. a pretty substantial way. I don't know if it's like a net good because. Just oh. cause, like I haven't come back to it anymore, but like, <laughs> but like, but like, not, but like, not like, <laughs> like radically in not a way that you were probably fathoming. Hmm. Um, okay. J- like going off of like you said, like us, us both having like full admittance that we're not trying to solve, we're like not the kind of people who try to solve mystery novels as we're reading the mystery novel. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we'll put another giant. Uh, giant pin in that <laughs> to come back to. Wanna, do you want to follow Clover out the door with the fucking axe poking out of her jacket? So, I'm I'm like of two minds with this scene. On the, on the one hand, it feels 
just like a very convenient like we gotta we gotta move we gotta we gotta get out of this door so we can like get to the big dramatic ending uh or or yeah we'll get to that um on the other hand junpei in general being just kind of a pushover and being very naive and just assuming that stuff will work out has kind of been his mode for most of this game um so it almost isn't surprising to me that he would see clover walking out with like her hands covering her pockets and like the axe handle poking out from her her jacket and just be like it's like ah it's it's fine i'm sure it'll make sense later i think he literally says captain's wheel handle I think he literally says something like, I'm sure it'll make sense later. <laughs> Certainly does. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I wish it was like a better... I, I wish this whole route was better for Clover. And maybe I'll stop there. Um, because we're going to talk like all about that um, in just a second. But um, certainly funny Junpei moment to just feel like, yeah, normal. Yeah, the only other thing I'll say about Clover in this scene is that it's another extremely gross and, and unnecessary like sexualization of her of like ace very clearly hinting at you at junpei thinking that the reason that they need to separate into other rooms is so that junpei can hit on clover and it's like if if this was like a one-off scene i would just be like oh it's you know, it's Ace being gross because he's like a creepy old dude or whatever. But this also just happens in like mo- I don't know, like a-, a bunch of other scenes. Like there's a Santa scene where he's like, "I'll get her to come walk up these these uh, stairs in like the steam room." Every single room you are in with Clover, at some point in the sequence, someone makes a comment either suggesting that so so Seven and Ace suggest that you're like trying to be alone with Clover because you have like um like ill intent and then um mm. lotus says she must not be popular with the boys when right, she like yes. runs off pouting after discovering that her brother has been disappeared um mm-hmm. which is like she uh, pretty understandable <laughs> yeah it's like <sighs> honestly it might be worse than anything that like i we talked a whole bunch about the frustrating how frustrating lotus is, is but i think clovers might be grosser honestly just because of both her being like a literal child and also where it's just like just constant like just unremarked upon interaction with her that all like every character basically participates in except for maybe june though i guess there is still that scene where you pick up her playing card and junpei's like oh she looks kind of cute and then June's just like, hmm, like jealous mode. Regardless of what he might say in interviews, I I, I do not think that... Fuck, I'm blanking on his name, but... Uchikoshi? Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, his, his writing, his female characters, not very good. A lot of, of just unexamined tropes and uh, like formal assumptions um just being baked in they're just really just just constantly like pumping the brakes on like like if if that stuff was not in this game it would be so much easier for me to just like be 100% on board and instead I'm constantly being just like having to stop and like litigate 
individual character interactions um because they always just jump out at me like 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 a like they're from in like a closet or something it's just like hey here's a here's a gross comment but you weren't expecting that when you when you uh searched this like vial of of chemicals or whatever so uh with that i guess we might as well just get into uh the accenting down at the main staircase, the six-door group frantically explains that they've found the nine-door, but Clover protests against rushing over there just to argue about who can actually go through. On the uncontested notion that there is only one nine-door, she says that they should also investigate the remaining two-door to see if there is some other way out instead. Santa, Clover, June, and Seven enter the two-door, leaving Ace, Junpei, and Lotus behind. While waiting for the group to return, Ace pulls Lotus away, leaving Junpei to watch the elevator. In their absence, the elevator returns, but only Clover steps out. When asked about the three who are missing, Clover meekly tosses the three, six, and seven bracelets at Junpei's feet. She admits she killed them all in revenge for Snake, taking out June as well for trying to interview. Junpei collapses in panic. Clover approaches him with the zero bracelet from the captain's room, reaching out a hand and telling him they can escape together. As Junpei takes her hand, however, Clover brings the axe down on his arm, severing it and freeing the bracelet attached. Wearing a smile, Clover dances off with Junpei's bracelet as he fades away once more. So I don't love this ending. I wish it was cooler. Um, it, 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 in theory, it should be, like, sick as hell for Clover to chop off Junpei's arm and then like dance away. Um, but it's, mm. it's just, it's just so mired in like not actually developing <laughs> or like going like, like sicko mode for whatever reason. Like, like it's just, it's just not actually built up. It's just like, Oh, she leaves the room with a wooden axe. And, and now she's completely unhinged. She's the Joker. She's, uh, she looks like a different person. Um, yeah. she, she looks like a, a, a monster, but also she's kind of sexy now. Like, um, she's a really, really like stock kind of turn to take with her. I think, Mm-hmm. Um, it it just feels like now there's a slasher murderer in camera, and it's like unconvincing that she is like actually an antagonist as like like considering the 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 entire narrative stakes, like she's just not actually an antagonist. <laughs> no, and I don't like like okay, so to some degree, I think like like you it would be fun if like you know the character that seems like kind of the the most defenseless, it kind of like meek and hasn't really been talking for most of this route um you know suddenly started killing people and like you know took took some agency of herself but it really is like the jokerification to where it's like the entire way it's presented is almost like she just had like a mental snap yeah and has like exactly. has has basically it's like dark clover has emerged um her like shadow self is is now taking control and it feels like small in a way that the other endings didn't like maybe that's because the like killer is like right in front of you where the other ones were you're like knifed in the back um both times so like you don't know who it is but like this one seems like it feels very self-contained and like doesn't actually give me anything interesting in terms of clover's character to chew on for future routes it's more just like 
here's her revenge plot and that's all you get you know mm-hmm. she had she she snapped and she killed everyone but you know junpei still is maybe thinking about running away to be with her um that the entire like framing of her like extending the offer to junpei like as a trick but also like in this weird romantic light that might honestly be what like saps a lot of my ability to buy this as like a character turn for her um because it just like every aspect of the scene just like feels completely alien to any like it's not like her if she was being like cold and calculating it was like yeah they killed my brother so i'm taking revenge that would that would slot much more into the clover that we know for the rest of the routes who has been you know kind of quietly thinking about the game like proposing that one of them might be zero yeah extremely present Mm -hmm. and that's just not happening here it's like it's just a full different character has, has taken over clover to incite this revenge that I guess is mostly notable for like telling us that bracelets can be used after the person dies. Like if you have the bracelet, I think I, I think I asked that question on like one of the earlier episodes. Um, and this is like, I guess proof that that works. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I decided, I think I opted to not answer that just on the basis that like, I think we hadn't covered it. Yeah, I think you said something like there's nothing in the text yet that says we can do yeah. that or something. Yeah, you can just you can just take a dead person's bracelet and tap it on the, on the thing. Yeah, which is like I guess important information, but there's, you know, there's a lot of other ways they could have delivered that. Yeah, just a bit of a letdown. I felt the the last maybe I had was like on such a high from the last ending, which was like the sub round is amazing. <laughs> Subrat is still like easily the best just string of 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 scenes that we've had in this game um so far so coming off of that it was a bit just, just a bit of a I don't know I I felt like I had I had, I didn't have the the urge to to jump back in that I felt last time um yeah i i I almost regret placing this before the sub route um but i think it would just also be bad in any (laughs) i think it's just i mean like like the the sequencing of this game is funny because like theoretically you'd you'd hit like one one of these endings like more than once while trial and trying to trial and error the game Mm -hmm. um so like thinking of it thinking of them like in a certain sequence isn't really correct um but also like Cause, cause like, cause I think, I think I had a pretty negative or lukewarm, um, remembrance of this ending. And that's why I was like, well, if you like have, <laughs> we should spend, my, my rationale was we should spend the maximum amount of time at Clover we can before seeing this ending. Cause at least then like we have some basis to discuss it, 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 it against, um, mm-hmm. which is maybe not, wasn't a wrong compulsion of mine. Um, but in terms of just like playing endings that are exciting um yeah well i mean i think i think the proceeding room like going to the captain's quarters feels 
at the time it felt like okay this is this this feels like in a, a continuation of like understanding the game in a way that made sense to me to do after the sub ending um mm. but the the actual ending that follows that i think honestly like having more exposure to clover i made it worse <laughs> On, yeah, honestly, it probably made it worse because it gave me more of an understanding of her character, and this makes this stand out even more as just like, just a weird left turn, um, and just making me disappointed that like, she she doesn't get a like a cooler ending or just any sort of like, it doesn't feel like an actual revenge plot. It just feels like oh, Clover's out of the scene now. She's like she's lost it. Mm-hmm. she's gone bananas yeah i don't know i clover also deserves better i i feel like i have very little <laughs> more to say about this ending i have nothing um, not a damn thing to say all right see that's all we have to say about that so so i have these predictions and i wrote nine of them and i will preface this by saying these are all things that I would like not to happen because I feel like if any of them did, they would, it would make the, uh, all of these are bad reveals to me. Um, I can't believe you're predicting by negation. This is such a coward's way to do this. <laughs> well, so they're all things I hope won't happen, but they're all things that I think will happen or could happen. Um, as we've said already, I'm, I'm not really trying to solve the puzzle as I'm playing it. So this thinking, sitting down and thinking through like, how do I think this will unfa- un like unravel um or like come together um one of those I guess uh was actually kind of challenging to me but okay so I'll start I'll go down my list I have nine of these and I haven't told these to Axe so they they can uh get I might some... lose it <laughs> I might go psycho and have my own my own Axe ending so to speak <laughs> I don't. I don't think any of these are, are quite that intense. Um, okay, so prediction one is that zero is going to be someone in the group, but they don't know it yet. Like they don't, from like either they they have some amnesia mm-hmm. or they're just being t- communicated from another time. Um, but it's one of one of the core group. It's the Titanic captain. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, it's excluding excluding the captain um from this, but maybe I don't know. No, from the original um, Titanic, he was a replica oh, of the original, the original Titanic captain. Yes, and he yes. Uh, okay. Uh, prediction two uh, is that June is going to uh, try to sacrifice herself somehow for the for the group to basically survive. Um, but Lotus is going to take her place instead. <laughs> so great. <laughs> All right, next one. Um, oh, and the the last addition um, okay, as like sorry. a bonus prediction to this is that uh, if this happens, there's probably going to be an aside about how June has her life to live, but Lotus is old, so it's fine that she dies. <laughs> Prediction three is that we're going to have to use the ship maps for a really elaborate backtracking puzzle. Because okay. um, those just haven't come up at all, really. Um, well, they've come up like once or twice to like explain 
things that happened before. Um, but I'm expecting, I don't know, something much goofier. Uh, for uh, Junpei from the future killed everyone in the sub ending <laughs> by uh, automatic writing possession. Um, that one's fucked up for reasons we don't understand for like like maybe maybe like five months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also I we when we get to the end of this we need to come back and, and check, <laughs> uh, check check how many points I get. Number five is that Snake betrayed the ninth man. Uh I don't really have an actual reason for this, um, other than he he's a he's a rude little rich boy who had the information. Um, number six is there's going to be an incest reveal between somebody. Uh. I don't know who, <laughs> but oh man, we've somehow avoided it this far. Uh, again, I said these are all things I really wish would not happen. Um, uh, seven is that uh, the text is explicitly going to say that the high-level desk game thesis is that we, as a society, are our own desk game, uh, with things like class, gender, knowledge, etc., being how our numbers are assigned mm. in like some big dramatic monologue. Uh, eight, the point of the nonary game is to try and produce a human instrumentality like shared consciousness. And then nine, uh, that all ice is zero. <laughs> which I guess also actually contradicts my first prediction, which I didn't realize when writing this. Um, so maybe I'm, I'm hedging all my bets. You should have you should have arranged them so that they correlated to the character somehow based on their numbers. Uh, see, this is why I, <laughs> this is why I don't get to write visual novels. Is that I'm not I'm not working. You don't know how to do level. digital route. No. <laughs> um. I think I think we'll have a I think we'll finish with a much better game than your worst expectation. <laughs> Glo- glowing endorsement that uh, <laughs> most of my worst predictions won't that, that come was like, true. That was like a much grimmer d- outlook than I expected to be communicated. Um I don't want to. I don't want to sell that for. T- I, I'm. I'm. I'm going to confirm or deny any of these. Um, off or on mic. Uh, we're just gonna. We're just gonna continue. I just. Um, I just. I wanted some live react content for me um, and for yeah. Nick to have to. Um, yeah. This. These. Have an these opinion. are. New, this is new information that you. You don't know about mm-hmm. for the first time. And now I'm gonna take it huh? to the next route, mm-hmm. and it'll inform. Inform <laughs> my yes. decision making there. Um, the next podcast next time, route. Next time we are playing the uh, safe ending. This is um, technically the penultimate um, uh, ending of the game. There's like an in-between one that we'll talk about when we get to the uh, the last episode and the last route. Um, and we'll be going through the five, eight, and six doors. Uh, cool. Um, as always, you can uh, keep up with everything Critical's doing at critical.com. Follow me at Nate Kiernan. Um, and if you like the show, uh, send it to your friends. Get them aboard the 999 train. We're going to be doing this for a while. It sounds like we're we're ending, but we're not. Uh, We've got 
Act- a much longer game after this. Yeah, and then a whole nother game after that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Where are you, Axe? Um, I am on Twitter.com at wing underscore blade underscore. I, I still I still have not remembered I, I my love own Twitter. The, Twitter I handle. love that you have to you have to to really think on it every this single time. This is like time. me not knowing my birthday for like twenty years of my life. Um, <laughs> um and then and then I go to get my Instagram and it's the inverse. Or it's it's miss it, one of them has the ending underscore one of them doesn't. Um, you'll link them in the show description. And you can also check out um stuff I'm making um uh, or writing or whatever at uh, axbenando dot com. Um, maybe I'll have a thing that you can see there when by the time this is out. Maybe I won't. Um, either way, I got lots of JPEGs there. Lots of JPEGs. A few video links. Check it out. Awesome. Um. Fuck! I always mean to write a write a sign off, and well, no one's written in. See, um, no. free still free real right. estate. If you write into um, is it questions at critical dot com? Questions at critical dot com. Yeah. Write our it's... write our. Make, we will say whatever you just just put in the subject. Sign off yeah. for zero context. We will read whatever it is. If it's <laughs> if it's the entirety of Shakespeare's The Tempest, we'll do a read through right now. Get yeah. it in. Um. Yeah, surely something I said on this has made somebody angry enough to write in with a question, I would hope. If not, let me know. Yeah, I guess until next time, give thanks to Funyurampa. Funyurampa!